Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The promise. Today, we are going to talk about promise. Here in the USA, we are in the season of promise. A presidential campaign is in full swing. Then there are promises related to Valentine's Day or Christmas Day. There's a husband who has promised his wife to take her on her dream vacation. And so on and so on. What is a promise? A promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. I got that straight from Google, where many of us go for answers. If I make a promise and you think I'm a person of integrity, then you walk away expecting that I will keep my promise. The real deal about promises, however, is the value of the promise to the person who receives the promise. You might promise to buy me a private jet, but that means nothing to me because I don't want a private jet. Or you might promise to marry a girl who is least interested in you and even less interested in getting married. But there are those promises that are clearly meant to change your life for the better and you hold on to that promise. Abraham and his wife were childless and so when God first spoke to him at age 75 and told him he was going to be the father of nations, that was music to his ears. He and his wife badly wanted to have children and so here comes God making a promise. For 25 years they waited and promise was delivered to the 100-year-old man and his wonderful 90-year-old wife. That was quite some promise that they waited for. And long after they were dead and gone, the promise just grew. And hundreds of years later, the descendants of Abraham and Sarah were formed into the nation of Israel. So what do you do when you have been given a promise? Do you move into a zone of expectation? Do you remind the promise giver every chance you get? Kids are good at reminding you when you make a promise. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Luke 24 verse 49. This was a post-resurrection promise that Jesus made to his disciples, and it was in particular reference to an assignment. Back in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, we read the assignment. They, the disciples, were assigned to take the gospel message that Jesus died to save people from their sins and they should take that message all over the world. In a later conversation, he, Jesus, made a promise to them that in a few days after that day, they will receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. What was the purpose of the promise of the Holy Spirit? Why can't they carry out the assignment by themselves? After all, they have been full-time ongoing they have been engaged in a full-time ongoing education program with Jesus for the last three plus years, and they learned everything there was to know that would constitute the gospel. They learned all the things he taught. They learned about miracles and that they should be prayed up if they wanted to do miracles like casting out demons out of young children. They learned that if they had faith, they could see great things happening. And they learned that the gospel of Jesus Christ brings salvation to people. So what else do they need? They have the information, right? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1 verse 8. So let us put things in order here. The disciples were first called to learn how to fish for people, whatever that means. 
over the course of them being Jesus's disciples, they learned a whole lot of what the fishing of people meant. It was called the gospel, and Jesus told them that they were chosen to take the gospel all over the world. Then one day, sometime after Jesus had died and came back from the dead, he made a promise to them that in a few days they would receive a promise, the Holy Spirit. They understood that they needed the Holy Spirit to carry out the assignment. And finally, Jesus explained that all of that can only become a reality when the Holy Spirit comes on them and at that moment they would be empowered to do the assignment at home and abroad. In other words, these guys had a mammoth task to carry out, the spreading of the gospel, and they needed the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. But catch this. In case you thought that it was only for those disciples, Peter told a big crowd in Jerusalem one day, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Acts 2 verses 38 and 39. So now we come to you in the year 2024. That's like many, many years since Jesus said all we are talking about to his disciples. Notice Peter said that if you become a Christian, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And with that gift comes the power to continue the spread of the gospel. Let me say that again. The surest way, the only way we can effectively preach the gospel as Christians and receive good results is through the power of the promised Holy Spirit. But some of us have been made to think that we don't need this power from the Holy Spirit, like how Jesus explained it. We feel that just being a Christian, we can do this assignment by ourselves. But there's a reason why Jesus promised the Holy Spirit and power. He wants us to get the power from the promise. He wants us to be empowered to do a great job, and especially against the forces of opposition. Because you and I know that Satan stands squarely against the preaching of the gospel and causes all kinds of roadblocks, including harsh persecution. And many of us are discouraged when we face these challenges. Jesus tells us what to do with the promise. Receive the power of the promised Holy Spirit so that you can be those agents of the gospel like I called you to be. My dear friend, the promise of the power of the Holy Spirit is for you too if you are part of the group of people who share the gospel. I suggest that you take up the promise in this season and see God use you in a powerful way to win souls for the kingdom.